0: Hey, crimeaholics! Kenzie here, bringing you another brand new episode of Crimeaholics. Today I had the opportunity to sit down with Carrie Timmons, the mother of Libby German. Libby German and Abigail Williams' death has gone unsolved in Delphi, Indiana. The Delphi case is one of the most highly requested cases we have, so I am extremely thankful that I got to speak with Carrie today and have her tell the girls a story. Carrie, before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me today and being here to tell Libby's story. Would you like to tell us about Libby and who she was?
1: Well, thank you for having me. Um, Libby is the second of four daughters, so she's older sister to my two youngest, um, little sister to Kelsey. She was born two days after my birthday, so we kind of had that close We always celebrated our birthdays together Um, and my birthday is on Christmas and hers being two days later. So it was always a fun time for us. Um, She's always kind of the life of the party, always wanted everybody to be happy, um, would do anything for anyone. And when she loved you, she loved you fiercely. You know, she'd do anything to protect you or to, to keep you happy.
0: From what I have read about Libby, to me, she's a very intelligent girl with tons of courage. We obviously have seen the photos of the perpetrator and the audio that she recorded on her phone. And to me, that takes so much intelligence and courage to think about doing something like that. Even as an adult, if I was in that situation, I don't think I would have ever had the courage to be able to do something like that.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't know that I would have had the foresight to record what was going on.
0: Me either. I will admit that I do not have the same amount of courage that Libby had. Carrie, would you be okay with telling us about February thirteenth, two 2017, prior to the girls going missing? Did anything seem out of the ordinary?
1: Nothing out of the ordinary, other than, you know, that morning I had sent her and her sister Snapchats, you know, good morning, have a good day kind of thing, and on my way to work, uh, Libby had... Snapchatted me back and said, well, she was. She'd sent me a picture and she was still laying in bed. And I was like, what are you still doing in bed? It's like 930. And she reminded me again that she had the day off school and that she was just kind of hanging out not really doing a whole lot. And I went on to work. You know, we kind of snapped back and forth, uh, messaged back and forth a little bit that morning while I was at work. But it was just a normal, normal day. There was nothing, nothing seemed odd until Kelsey messaged me around the time I was about to get off work. And considering that she didn't normally just text me like that, or she called me actually, and I sent her a voicemail because I was still at work, but I texted her immediately, you know, hey, I'm about to get off work, I'll call you. And she said, you know, call me right now, it's, it's an emergency. And I um, clocked out, went outside and called her, only to hear that Libby was missing.
0: Did Libby and Abby often go to the Monon High Bridge prior to February the 13th?
1: Um, I don't know how often, but they'd been there before. They'd hung out there, you know, during the day, went, went hiking the trails, walking, fishing. So she had been there before. I just don't know. Like, it's not something someplace she went every day, but knew that they had been there before.
0: When you received that phone call from Kelsey, do you know at that point what their efforts were to locate Libby and Abby?
1: Um, at that point in time, we just thought that they were, they'd gotten lost. Um, So... I was 250 miles away. I wasn't really a big part of that search. Um, But, you know, there was a lot of people out there immediately combing the woods and and looking for them um, until about 12 or about midnight when they called the search off for the night.
0: Do you know why they called that off at midnight? It always just seems so odd, especially if they thought the girls were just out there lost and alive. You know, we actually had a little girl here in South Dakota go missing And they searched for her well into the night through the next day and 50 mile an hour winds and blowing snow and frostbite set in after like 30 minutes. So it always just seemed odd that they called that off right at midnight.
1: Now it was explained to me that they called the search off because it was dark. Um, it was not, it was a lot of volunteer searchers out there. Um, yeah, there were law enforcement and search and rescue and whatnot, but, um, It was too dangerous, too cold. They were worried about the elements for the searchers. That's always been a sore spot for me because I feel like maybe if they hadn't called the search off when they did, they may have found the girls alive. I don't know. Um, But there were people that stayed out there overnight. Uh, My brother in particular was out there till probably 4.30 in the morning, really late. There were people that stayed out there searching, um, regardless of what law enforcement called off the official search. For the night so
0: I can understand law enforcement not wanting volunteer searchers out there but I just don't understand law enforcement calling off the official search and not being out there because that's what these search teams are trained to do and these are two young girls out there who may just be lost trying to get home
1: absolutely um, we don't know I mean it was if it was too cold for people to be out there searching what about them who were out there with no um, no coats, no shoes? Not, I mean, they had shoes on, but you know what I mean. Like they were not dressed for February, middle of the night to be outside. That Libby was out there in a t shirt and you know sweatpants, so without a jacket. So I mean, I mean, it was unseasonably warm for mid February. It had been very cold in the the days and weeks leading up to that time, so it was like the first nice day that they'd had in a while, which prompted them, of course, to want to be outside.
0: After they had called off that search and then picked up again the next day, do you know what time approximately the girls were located?
1: Between 12 and 12.30, I think, the next day.
0: When Libby and Abby were located, did they let you guys know right away that they had been found?
1: Um, The rest of the family was was out there searching. Um, I was still working on transportation to get to Delphi. Um, I had... At that time, it was around 12, 1230, uh, my brother called me and said that he was seeing some things on Facebook. He'd been, he was keeping me updated, you know, throughout the evening while they were out searching. Um, And he called me that next day and had said something about seeing some disturbing things on Facebook and and that I should call Becky to find out what was going on, which I refused to do because I didn't want it to be real. And um, so I had gotten transportation and was um, on my way to gas up and head north to join the search party um when I tried to call Kelsey and um I think I believe I tried to call her multiple times and didn't get any answer um but on the way to the gas station uh her number appeared on my phone it was her dad actually calling me um so it was it was around 12 12 that day when they did actually locate the girls
0: once the girls were located did they start investigating this as foul play right away
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the girls were taken to Terre Haute for uh, the official autopsies and whatnot. Um, but at first, it was kind of thought that there was no. Where, while it, yes, it was foul play, um, that there was it was kind of put out there by by law enforcement that there was no reason for anybody else to be worried. Like never fear. Just keep a close eye on your kids. You're fine. Everything's fine. Still kind of sits odd with me because it doesn't make sense that if two children are murdered and you don't know what, what happened, what's going on, why would you tell the citizens of the community, hey, no, no big deal. Yeah, we've got little girls murdered, but it's not, don't worry. Don't panic. We're fine. That
0: is just insane. They should have been telling people, keep your kids inside and your doors locked until they had figured out who this perpetrator was.
1: So while I, I, they were yeah, investigating, it was still kind of not like it was more of a like, well, what the hell just happened? You know, it's not they didn't know what was going on, didn't know what we, well, we still don't really know what happened and what went on. But um, maybe it was just shock of never having seen something like that. I don't know.
0: I suppose they aren't used to seeing something like this in a small town, but you still think they would at least warn the public. Carrie, do you know that if Libby's phone was on her person when they located the girls?
1: I believe it was a few days later. We don't, I don't know specifically um, how quickly it was that they found that, they found her phone, but they didn't release the, the picture until a few days later. And then the audio came out in the first press conference. So I'm not really sure exactly how the timeline Um, how quickly they found her phone, but I don't believe it was actually physically found on her that day.
0: What always seemed a little bit odd and kind of troubling for everybody was the fact that, that this entire thing may have been recorded, but yet law enforcement only sent out a small tidbit of his voice. A lot of people always thought that, you know, maybe they should release just a little bit more to be able to better identify this man's voice.
1: Surrounding that might give more information and and lead to more positive tips you know
0: yes that's exactly how a lot of people felt that if they had released just a little more audio that maybe somebody would be able to recognize his voice better
1: right and i think that that was their intention um in april of last year when they released the additional wordage from the from the um audio but i'm not really understanding how sequential that is like if guys is immediately followed by DTH and it sounds, there's kind of a pause and some weird noise in between there. So I don't know how that really fits together. If it's, um, two separate pieces of the audio kind of just meshed together. Um, I don't know. And it just, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me.
0: If you don't mind me asking, do you feel that law enforcement has done a good job of keeping you guys informed on this investigation? I know that in some cases, that law enforcement will stay very tight lipped with the public in order to not hinder their investigation. But I feel a lot of people have always wondered if you guys have also been well informed.
1: Well, they keep a lot of their what they know, close to vest is how they say it, how they put it. So we don't Now, I personally don't have a lot of details. Now, if anybody else does, then I, I don't know. But um, as far as like, cause of death. I don't I don't have any clue.
0: Really? Oh my gosh, Carrie, I am so sorry. I don't understand how you have a child murdered in your town and just not tell the parent the cause of death.
1: See, the situation where with Libby living with her grandparents and her, them being the guardians, I don't know exactly what they've been told and how much information they have, but I know personally that I have never been, that information's never been given to me. That's kind of what haunts me every night, you know?
0: Carrie, my heart really does go out to you because, Even though that would be something that is hard to hear, and you guys are not going to get full closure until this man is caught, I think it's so important to know those kind of details so that you can work towards healing and eventually work towards that closure.
1: Right. I think it's it's kind of essential to the healing process to know and be able to move past that.
0: I know I've apologized multiple times, but I really am so sorry. I cannot imagine how tough that is for you.
1: Thank you. I feel the same way for someone who's who still doesn't know, you know, not having answers to to what has happened to your child is, is horrible, but not even knowing if they're alive or dead is unimaginable to me.
0: Absolutely. And that is why I'm so passionate about these unsolved and cold cases, because everybody deserves answers. Everybody deserves justice. And that is why I have thanked you so many times because your family hasn't gotten either of those. And right now is such a vulnerable time. And families like yours are living your worst nightmare, and yet you're still willing to take time out to talk to me and that really does just mean so much.
1: I appreciate that you know i anything we could do to keep it out and keep it fresh in the media um keeping getting a new person to hear the story is just one more person that could possibly help us solve the case. so
0: I completely agree it is so important to keep the girl's name and their story in the media the best that we can. And ever since that their story has come out and it's been so highly publicized, has there ever been another situation like this in the Delphi area?
1: I can't say that there's been a specific case that's anywhere similar. Um, However, I do believe that in in, within, you know, a 50 to 100 mile radius of the area, lots of girls come up missing. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of missing persons, missing children, um... Yeah, within that area. So not just Delphi, but it's a pretty big area.
0: I have taken notice that during the press conferences, they always make the statement that this perpetrator could be here in this very room. So do they believe that whoever this is is a local to the Delphi area?
1: I believe they, they, they made the statement that they do believe that the person is or has local ties, um, which I take to, to mean that they may not live there now, but they did, or they still frequent the area. Um, I've said since this happened that um, it had to have been someone local because you couldn't find the area. You couldn't find the Monon High Bridge Trail. I didn't even know it existed until probably three or four years ago. Um, I had seen, well, before, right before this happened, two or three years before this happened, um, we lived kind of up the road and had a storage unit that was up the road from there. And I saw the sign, but still didn't really know what it was until... Probably the summer of 2016, my mom went out there with Kelsey and Libby and took some pictures and I was like, oh, where's that at? And she was explaining it to me and I said, you know, I've lived there since I was like nine and I've never even didn't know the place existed. So, and even after it first happened, when people would ask me, you know, how do I get there? Where's it at? And they, they couldn't type it into Google Maps and, and find it. So it, in my opinion, it has, I've always thought it was someone fairly local.
0: Wow, so they definitely had to have known the area in order to be able to get back there. It just is so strange to me that with the footage that Libby got of this guy, it seems pretty identifiable. And you would think that in the last three years, somebody would have said, hey, that's my brother, that's my uncle, that's my dad, my grandpa, something.
1: I wonder about that a lot, actually, because I feel like somebody knows who it is. Well, I mean, somebody knows who it is. And it it almost makes me believe someone's covering for that person i feel like the person is probably there um maybe not living in delphi but it's got to be pretty pretty close
0: obviously nobody wants to believe that their family member could do something so horrific but you need to step up and say hey i know who that is
1: right now so, so from what i've from what i understand these the picture like the sketches are supposed to be for someone who knows who it is that audio is put out there for with the idea that the person who knows the killer will hear that and recognize it or will see and see the picture or the sketch and recognize that hey I do know that person and turn them in so i feel like the person who's who knows has seen it and they do know and i don't know why they're not saying anything
0: i completely agree with your statement i don't see how somebody could have something so identifiable and nobody step up and say, yes, I know who that is. And I know there has been speculation that this guy is a drifter and not from the area, but I just don't believe that. I do believe whoever that is is in the area and somebody is coming for him.
1: It, it, uh, well, the, the whole drifter thing doesn't really make sense. Not a, pe- not a lot of people drift towards Delphi. I mean, it's kind of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it is between two bigger towns, but it's not like a hugely populated area. I don't see anybody. There wouldn't be any reason for someone to be a transient. There's not a lot of work for somebody just walking through um know, there are a lot of semi-drivers and things like that but and a lot of farming um but yeah I can't just imagine someone walking down the tracks from even if they were if they were walking down the tracks they would have come from another community that's fairly close and you would think someone would still recognized them
0: I traveled through Indiana a lot as a child and I just remember getting so bored because there's nothing but cornfields So I could see why maybe it wouldn't be a drifter because there's not really anything there or even a tourist because who travels to Indiana in the first place. But I do remember seeing that man who was arrested in Colorado that did heavily resemble that first sketch that they released. So maybe that is where that speculation has come from.
1: Honestly, I'm not really sure of the details of how that all played out. Um, I know that when he was first arrested in Colorado um, and his picture came out, he looked almost identical and it was very eerie because it was so similar and I guess some of his charges were kind of similar um they were they suspected him of of murdering someone on a, on a hiking trail so um now whether I, I never really followed that um there was that initial oh my gosh this might be the guy but once law enforcement came flew out there and then came back and said you know we can't place him in Delphi we don't Um, have any reason to believe he's a suspect but we can't we can't rule him out as a suspect but we're not saying he is a suspect either then it was just kind of move on to the next Um, so I, I don't really know how that all played out I think he got into some trouble but it didn't really play into what we were trying to figure out so
0: it is very freaky how much he resembled that sketch but once they did clear him I had noticed that they had then changed the sketch to a much younger man yes how did you guys feel about that sketch being changed because based on the footage that Libby took of this man, he seems to be looking pretty old and not very young like that sketch
1: I agree um, when they they had that press conference back in April of last year, we didn't none of us really had any forewarning of what was happening. Um, Becky called me to let me know that she had there was something that was going to be um, an announcement that was going to be made by law enforcement. Um, and that there was going to be a press conference held after the Easter weekend, or maybe it was Good Friday. I can't remember exactly how what day it was, but it was r- circulating right around the holiday weekend and there was a lot of buildup. Like it was something really big that they were going to tell us. Um, and then we, we all got there and we had kind of a little separate family meeting prior to the actual press conference. And they took us all into a room and, and basically told us this is what's going on. We have this new sketch. We're about to add some video um, and some more audio. And when they, <laughs> excuse me, I can remember when they when they first showed us that sketch, my jaw just like, it was kind of like a collective, what? Like, what is going on? And then we kind of found out that they had the sketch from almost immediately. Like, they they had both of those sketches, but they released the first one, And then they waited like almost two years over two years to, to release the second one. And we're like, what? um, then they made it seem as if kind of something had happened within their investigation to made them make them believe that they were following this other direction. They felt like the, 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 the killer was younger, blah, 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 this was the guy. And then they went on with the press conference saying, you know, we, we believe he may even be in this room. And here we are again a year later, and we have nothing.
0: My uh-huh. goodness. I bet. When they released that sketch, I was thinking, what in the world? There is no way that they believe that this guy is that young. In the pictures that Libby took, it looks pretty clear that he's an older man. I know it's a little fuzzy, but just by the way he walks and his clothes and the parts of his face, he just looks so much older.
1: Um, it, to me, it looks like a father and a son. That's how how different in, in age. Um, but the, they seem very similar to me. Um, if you overlay the two, they're almost identical aside from age. Um, a lot of the same features. So it makes me wonder if maybe there's a father and son involved. And um, I've also, I've wondered if maybe this other sketch is from a different, like, you've got two different witnesses kind of seeing it from a different perspective. Maybe one saw it seem older, and the other one saw him seem younger. I don't, I don't know, because it doesn't make—I still—I can't make sense of it.
0: You know, I did see online that there was speculation that there was more than one person involved. Granted, I do take that with a grain of salt, because— These people online tend to come up with the craziest stuff, but I did see someone say that there was a witness that saw this man speaking on the phone to somebody, and then there happened to be, like, a very creepy white man in the area at the time of this incident. Did the police ever confirm this?
1: Like you said, there's a lot of things that come up and people discuss on Facebook. There's several groups. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many groups there are, and almost each one of them, each member has a different theory and they'll throw this, that, or the other tidbit of information in there that can completely, yeah, if you hone in on that, it might make sense that this or that happened, but who knows really. And who, unless it's, you know, corroborated by law enforcement, then we, we really haven't, we can't really run with it.
0: I totally agree. I can't tell you how many times I've said in our episodes because we do a missing person segment I have said, if you join these groups, please do not join in on the speculation and the theories, because a lot of these groups do nothing but hinder these investigations, unfortunately.
1: Now, I will say a lot of the people that are in the groups have the best intentions and are really trying to solve this case, and they've put a lot of effort into it. It's insane, the amount of effort some of these people put into solving this case, or any case, really. Um, But when you get in, when you get so many people in that group that really don't have the education and the experience to solve a crime, and then you've got people of all different ages, all different um, demographics, they get mad, and then they fight with each other, and drama gets started, and it just, it's ugly.
0: They really do get so ugly. I am so guilty of sitting there for hours, scrolling through and looking at these arguments, but... It's no wonder that they don't let family inside these groups because, my gosh, how disrespectful and disgusting some of these people are towards these family members. It just blows my mind.
1: A lot of the groups that, I'm, that I do belong to, I, I used to spend a lot of hours a day looking and, and reading every little bit of crap that people were putting out there. Um, I barely even, I'm in all of the groups, but I, I don't participate in 99% of them now um I'll see something any but even if I'm not paying attention to it somebody's gonna tag me screenshot send me a message whatever but I've got some really good friends that that field a lot of that stuff and see a lot of it and will tell me what I need to see so
0: Gary I'm so sorry that you've had to read all the crap that people have put out there about the girls case it just really is so heartbreaking do you guys know moving forward if law enforcement plans to dig deeper into the girls' case? or they have any solid leads at
1: this point? I haven't heard anything from law enforcement since that April press conference last year. So they didn't do, you know, we hit, we hit the three-year mark in February, and they didn't do a press conference, which I kind of understand no new information. There's really no point. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you know, you left us kind of hanging back in April, what's going on and we didn't hear anything so that was kind of a letdown but honestly I don't know and then of course with with the virus and the craziness going on right now I don't I don't know what they're really doing. I did see in the
0: news not too long ago that they had a second possible suspect he happened to be a registered sex offender there in Delphi he was a taller man and he did also resemble the sketch very closely. And he even had like a cut in his jeans, like that other guy did. Do you guys know if anything actually ever came of that? Because it seems like you heard about it in the news and it was everywhere, and then all of a sudden it just dropped off and there was no more information about it.
1: Right, that kind of, that's kind of how it all, all usually goes. Um, somebody will call in, whether it's an arrest, close, or sounds similar, or looks similar, whatever, somebody will call in a tip and law enforcement um, has publicly said that, you know, every tip that they get like that, they do at least do a, a cursory investigation, look into it see if there's any kind of connection and move on. So um, I, th- I believe if um, we're thinking of the same ones, I'm not sure, cause I see a lot of them. Um, but if, if it's the same one, I, I, if I remember correctly, it was just kind of said that there was never, they could never find any connection you know, similar things. And a lot of people will come forward and be like, oh my, you know, this, I know this person and this happened, blah, blah, blah. If they did this, then they should, they surely, this is the bridge guy. What? Just because you're embarrassed that your brother-in-law got arrested for his, for being a pedophile doesn't mean that he necessarily killed Libby and Abby. So I think a lot of people get drawn into that drama and you, you see that and you're like, well, it's gotta be the guy. But until we have some evidence that proves it's the guy, there's nothing, I mean, it's no more than hearsay. We have to, I know that we have to have a, an airtight case because by the time we get there and everything that's been thrown all over Facebook and everything, you know, all this drawn out time, we cannot give this piece of crap any room to get out. We do get that a lot though with uh, with people that are in these groups and they see a picture of a guy, even if he is being charged with some other crime, they're suddenly like, oh, he looks like him, let's put him side by side with the sketch or with, you um, the video, the the actual image, and that's not doing anything to help us. You know, that's creating a pretty big suspect pool and and a what if, in my opinion.
0: Oh, gosh, yes. That's one of the biggest issues I have with these discussion groups on Facebook is the fact that they drag completely innocent people through the mud. On such a high-profiled case, they could be potentially ruining their lives.
1: That's very scary. We don't want the wrong guy to get arrested, um, but... We, so we got to keep looking you know but it, I, I mean I don't really know how to how to do it I wish I did
0: Carrie do you know if law enforcement ever collected any DNA from the scene that did not belong to the girls
1: Yeah, you know, they they have said that they do have DNA what they have I don't know what kind whose it is obviously I don't know um that's one of those things that I guess they keep close to best so Only the killer would know or, you know, there's three people, I guess, that know Libby, Abby and and whoever killed him. So they don't share that information.
0: I really believe that the reason that the girls case has become so highly profiled is because you've had two beautiful girls lives taken at the same time and law enforcement has been so tight lipped.
1: Yeah, I, I can't honestly remember or even think of another case that we have as little information with as much as what was provided in the beginning, you know? It seems as if we have so much evidence that it should be very easy to, to solve it, wrap it up, and convict the guy. Um, we can't even find him. So it, it's very baffling to me. I see a lot of cases that are solved with less less information, so I don't understand.
0: I'm sure with Libby being intelligent enough to take pictures and record that audio, the law enforcement probably thought, man, how many cases do you get where your evidence is literally recorded? They probably thought that they were going to have their case closed and wrapped up in no time.
1: Right. It's like a, it's literally like a made for TV true crime story, Dateline or law and order story. And you seem to think, or people would think that it could just be wrapped up in that hour episode. And here we are three years later. Like, really, what is going on?
0: I really do hope that law enforcement is doing everything that they can. And this is not just one of those cases where they feel, oh, well, we don't really have that much. So we're just going to let it sit. Your families deserve answers, and you and your family and the girls deserve their justice. And law enforcement, I really, truly hope, is digging as hard as they can into this to figure out who did this. Because it's scary to think that whoever did this could still be out there doing it to other people's children.
1: Exactly. That's my biggest fear, that they're going to get somebody else's daughters and put another another family through this.
0: Exactly. And I always wonder, do these serial killers keep going because they haven't been caught yet and they start to get a big head because they got away with it?
1: Oh gosh, Ted Bundy, who is living this double life, you know, and nobody even realizes that he's going around killing
0: The Ted Bundy case is actually mine and my co-host's favorite case because it is so crazy to us how much of a double life that he was living. He would go out, hurt somebody so gruesomely, and then come home, and it's like a switch just shuts off, and they're a completely different person again. They're a great husband, loving father.
1: Right, and, and it, obviously that it makes sense that somebody, maybe they are married to this guy, and they're like, no way, he's the perfect father, the perfect husband, goes to work every day, and they just don't get it.
0: Makes you kind of wonder if this was somebody's husband, that maybe they're in total denial that their husband could even do something like that. I don't know if it's just because I watch so many crime shows, but if my husband even starts doing something remotely weird out of his routine, I'm like up in his grill, like, what are you doing? What are you up to kind of thing? Maybe if other people were as little as nosy as I was that this thing would be solved already.
1: Absolutely. Or never even happened to begin with.
0: Exactly. The girl's entire case just really baffles me and I just pray every day that eventually the girls are going to get justice and so is your family and that you guys will be able to get closure.
1: Hopefully soon.
0: We are going to do everything we can to keep the girl's story out there in the public eye. While I do know that sometimes the public can hinder these investigations with these crazy theories and speculations, I do also believe that the public is going to be what solves this case. So we are going to do everything we can to make sure that their story keeps circulating.
1: Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way.
0: (laughs) I want to thank you again for taking time to speak with me today. My heart really does go out to you and the girls and both of the families we are hoping and praying right along with you guys that this case is going to be solved soon and that whoever did this to the girls has not done this to anyone else in their families. Thank you. You are so welcome. Carrie, if there is anything I can do for you or anything that anybody here at Crimeholics can do for you guys, please let us know because we will always be here for you, the girls, and your families.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Crimeholics, if you have any information on the deaths of Libby German or Abigail Williams please call the Delphi Police Department at 765-564-2345. Crimeholics, as always, be aware and take care.